0: This is Bianca.
1: Yo soy Hamlet.
0: This is the Cultura Lovers Podcast.
1: Discover what is
0: yours. That's not the tagline. All right, welcome back. We are back. We are back. Welcome to us. Welcome to the listeners. Very excited to be finally back on. Welcome to a new year. Wow. I think it was like a whole year or plus that we literally did not touch this podcast. Not at all. But you know what? I want to say thank you to the um, couple of listeners that actually followed up with us this whole time, asking us for a new episode, um, which made me feel good. Amazing. I felt
1: really good. Yeah.
0: So here we go. We're back. We will. I wanna spend a couple of minutes talking about really like why we started the podcast. I know it's only a couple of episodes in, but because we've been gone for so long, a, a reintroduction, if you will. And and then we're gonna dive into our story. So for me, you know, the podcast is kind of just born out of our interest in low budget travel and the experiences that that has given us.
1: Amazing experience, life-changing experience.
0: Yeah, and the kind of self-discovery and...
1: Empowerment.
0: Exactly, that these moments have afforded us. And not just the travel, which is why it's called Cultura Lovers and it's not like based in travel solely, because also just the other experiences that we lend ourselves to that have to do with culture. So, you know, the experiences that we have in Bomba and plena, and just the overall cultural experiences that we seek out and and we dive into, it's important to us and it's important to us really stepping into our Latinx identities.
1: And um, well, not only through traveling, but traveling, it's actually a very, very good, um, you know, weapon to hit those um, untouched, corners in us.
0: Which leads us to, to, to explain a little bit our tagline, right? Discover what belongs to you. It, it triggers me, the word discover, because Pienso en Colón and, you know, Columbus discovering God, <laughs> Latin America and whatnot, but that's certainly not the way that we mean it. It's more of a unpacking the layers, of our identity and getting down into this side of ourselves that we really want to step into that is based in our our herencia and in our culture. Yep. So let's start unpacking. And we're going to kick it off. Can I, can I say
1: something? Oh, yes. Yes. Go. You know, I don't, I'm, I don't talk a lot. So now we t- we're going to talk about a specific town and I remember, I don't know if Bianca's going to agree with this one, uh, something that, an experience that I had there, and I don't know if Bianca was next to me because I did not write it down in, in our journals. Um, there was this kid I met in in Taganga in one of the hostel, actually the last hostel, that he started traveling, right? He was a, actually it was a young couple. It was the young. I do couple, remember I was there. The young girl you were there. That he he only had like one year left of um, in college mm-hmm. in his country. If I'm not mistaken, Argentina. I could be wrong.
0: I Think it was Chile.
1: Chile, Chilenos. So anyway, this kid, well, not that such a kid, but he goes. You know, I've been traveling for a few months now, and I have learned about myself, about my history. More in in a few months that they've been traveling than the whole time he'd been studying. Yep. Through his whole life, basically.
0: Yep. I remember that. So that's that. That is a perfect little anecdote for what this podcast, like why we started it and how it began. Because of these experiences that are teaching us so much about history, life, and ourselves. That's the reason that we want to do this. I know that's the reason for me that I want to do this because I want to be able to share that with other people and empower them and inspire them and maybe provide a window into an experience that they are not able to have or haven't been able to have or haven't even thought of giving themselves and now might.
1: Yeah, I I, I highly recommend like the way we try we travel. It's not the only way though, but I recommend we recommend it because. You know, traveling like that, absorbing the whole experience and eating if, as simple as eating a different type of meal that we eat in a regular basis. You know, you tap into in, into again in, into corner or places within you that you never you would never do. Right? So,
0: right? Absolutely. And so Before we dive into the story, one of the the goals that I want to make clear regarding the podcast is that we're by no means travel experts or cultural experts. No, we
1: we're not. We we learn as we go.
0: Right. Nor are we some self discovery experts. But we just really are having this amazing journey and have been having this amazing journey through travel, uh, through cultural experiences that that we wanna share. And we hope that this helps people tap into, especially the Latinx community, tap into the depth of who they are. I think for us as a community, oftentimes we may take pride in in kind of the mainstream culture or the surface level culture. Yeah. But at the same time, we're also taught to pull away from a lot of the things that encompass what it means to be a part of the Latinx community or a part of a community of people of color
1: a hundred percent I believe yeah I do agree with you I think it's a it's a constant fight for lack of a better word that we can lay our guard down yeah we gotta, we gotta we gotta keep up you know
0: there's a level to to our identity that calls for us to kind of put it down or look at it sometimes in a negative light or um, you know even some layers of self-hate that at first we don't even recognize are present and then as we do these deep dives we recognize that we have been taught these levels of self-hate whether that's on a on a personal level or on a community level right definitely so that's what this is about this is about peeling that stuff away and at the core and the essence what the beauty is and that beauty is what we want to step into and we want to break those vicious cycles of the self-hate teachings and the negative perspectives of of our culture and we want to disrupt that
1: yeah we do we do we do it for First of all, for ourselves, and so far it's been it, it's been working wonderfully. We've been together 13 years, and uh, strong, and uh, and uh, honestly, if uh, if we if, if it wouldn't be for all this uh, the small traveling, the little travel that we have made, and the way we had done it, absorbing every every. Every, every one of the experience that we had had, um, it would have been a, a, a slower pace. We would have known each other in a, in a slower pace. So,
0: Right. Anyways. And we definitely wouldn't have grown together in the way that we've grown together. And yeah. again, not only the travel, but the cultural experiences like us being, integrating ourselves into the Bomba and Plena community. So let's, let's do it. So let's do it. Let's jump into another story. This one takes place in Taganga, Colombia, um, so... It belongs to Santa Marta. Which you. is part of the Santa Malta province, mm-hmm. and this trip was back in 2013. Wow. I know, I can't believe it. It's been a while. All right, so take a listen. All right, so set the scene.
1: Santa Malta, well, Taganga, a Santa Marta de las India. So, our third night there. We, we've already been two, two days there. We've done a little touristic things. We went, we walked up and down, whatever. So, the third day, we come back from a camping trip that which you know, we, we have another story about those.
0: Mm-hmm. About so, Taganga is the launching pad for... Tourists and, and largely backpackers to make the trip into what's called Palque Tairona, a, nat- a national park, which is protected and reserved. Um, and in this park, oftentimes you can camp for several days and do these really long treks. Very long. So we did one of those treks into the park. We camped overnight. And... Like Hamlet said, that's a story for a different episode. And then we we returned back to back to town to stay another night or two.
1: Yes, another night. Or two. That's right. We only to one, though. Anyways, so a beautiful afternoon. We you know we were talking with a professor, which is was a neighbor from a neighbor from the. From the hostel we were staying in because it was like a more like a house.
0: So we stayed in a locally owned hostel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. This one, yes, definitely. Um. So across the street was a few kids playing soccer. I mean, you know, I'm not into soccer at all. I, haven't, I don't even know probably had to spell it properly. <laughs> but,
0: you know, Bianca, Bianca was like, hey, let's go,
1: you know, across the street. Whatever because
0: say. a fun fact I played soccer
1: oh she did okay she, she, she did. I, I'm pretty sure she was good <laughs> so anyways um so we sat down minding our own business although bianca do telling me told me that she knew there was a there was gonna be a, a what was it really? a town hall a town hall I was i had no idea personally
0: all right here we go i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna correct this for you you're gonna remember now maybe we go to the park okay. across the street we see them playing soccer correct yeah on the other side of them playing soccer we start to see like a mass of people gathering uh, Yeah. and it kind of looked like there was this little stage set up oh definitely I right saw, I saw okay that. we saw all of that and we were like oh what's going on over there maybe it's this maybe it's that maybe there's gonna be a game maybe there's a tournament
1: When we get there. I thought they were going to play music or something. Right. Or maybe it was a concert.
0: That's what I thought. Yes. But when we get there, I have like a, oh, I get it. Because the hostel owners asked us if we were going to the town hall or if we wanted to go to the town hall. Mm -hmm. And we were like, what? No, we don't even know what you're talking about. We didn't know that the town hall was right there across the street uh, in the park. I kind I of I, I recall that.
1: I, I think so. I think so.
0: So when we were sitting there speaking con el profe yeah, and yeah. the owners, they were telling us that there's an important meeting. There's a town hall oh, today. Yeah, you're right. And for some reason thought that we would go to this town hall. I don't know. <laughs> and we were like, what? No, we're not going to go. But they invited us. And then we ended up Attending the town hall, sin get it?
1: Yeah, just us too, by the way. The the nobody else was with us.
0: I didn't see them. No, no, we walked in. We walked in yes. by ourselves. So we walk into this town hall, which is like we're saying in a in a soccer field, and Huge. we they have the stands are, are full of people, mm-hmm. plus several rows of chairs on the field. Then they have this uh-huh. little stage with yeah. the bocinas. And the, you know, signs up of the town. I wanna I wanna say it was a, like, it was a pretty I, big setup. A few
1: hundred people you could say. Right? Well, so
0: we have some video that we will be able to share on our social media to connect with this episode so people can see how many it, f- it
1: felt, like, it a felt f- like a
0: lot of people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Because that. there wasn't even any seats available.
1: No, there was no seats. So no, at- no, we were in the middle. We couldn't even step out if we wanted to.
0: Right. So at first, we were like on the ground level. Mm-hmm. And then we, then we ended up moving lower. up we're into the lower. stands. So imagine there's a, a stage, several rows of chairs, and then several more rows up in the stands. That's where we are.
1: Yeah. Right in the middle. Okay. So everything is cool, you know, We we because we're there to have experience. And like to learn. We, we experience everything. We learn, you know, We that's what we want. We're there for that. Well, everywhere we go, same thing. As much as uh, we can capture, we, we, do, we, we go for it. Anyways, we're there, and they start talking about several temas. Very deep stuff, you know, and, and and touchy subject. Very, very touchy subject because there were they were talking, you know, they kind of like the locals. This is a fisherman town, right. As Bianca mentioned before, right?
0: I don't know if I mentioned
1: it, but okay. it's a it's, it's a little bahia. It's a una bahia. But nevertheless, it's it's part of the park. It's a huge, it's this is huge miles of of weather, water. Between water and, and the actual park.
0: Right, because the Bahia, the mountains that surround it, um, so if you're looking at the water, particularly the mountains to the right, yeah. are Parque Tairona. Mm-hmm. So all of that sea and all of those mountains and that town historically felt like one
1: they, or were one. Well, they were one, though, and that's one of the points. That, that's one of the points that they very... Uh, by the way, this um, these people fighting for the rights, fighting for the land, that were not the youngest people you could see there. You know, I, honestly, I remember, I vivid remember this. This old, he was like the main guy talking. He got paperwork. He could have been hundred fifty years old. <laughs> honestly, he was so old. He was so old, but yes, so. Articulate and his his chain of thought was so clear Mm -hmm. that for me that was very impressive. And confident. And very confident. Very, very, very confident. So and
0: he was speaking to because we didn't say who was there, the mayor of the province. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So the Santa Malta mayor, the Person in parks, charge of um, the national parks, yes. and a, and a couple of other representatives. The
1: like big, you know, big representatives. Those but, were the two main
0: representatives yeah. that were being spoken to. Yeah, and Which, I specifically remember at one point them not at all feeling the parks person. Uh,
1: but they do not. That lady did. Yeah, the n- woman. Nobody. Likes they basically, her. basically kicked basically, her out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she, they basically and. Let me tell you, in a beautiful lexical, like, in a be- beautiful wording, but they kicked her out, though. They did. Beautifully.
0: No, and then, like, the entire community that was sitting there.
1: Including us, by the way.
0: Yeah, was basically like, fuera!
1: Everybody, because she was, like, very negative.
0: And defensive.
1: And defensive, like, you know, defending the basically the the...
0: So backtrack a little bit because what what was the fisherman um, saying?
1: That well, so the whole park, like what he was he was trying to. His point was the whole park, so many years ago, belonged to the town.
0: To the descent to that to, to the in la indígena la gente indígena.
1: The old indigenous. Oh, they were they were saying that they were so proud to be indigenous. They were so proud to be
0: that their people have been there four hundred plus years. Yes,
1: so. So, so apparently we don't know this, right? But uh, the way he was, he was, you know, making his point was like the park was part of the the the, the town, but now they separated it, right? So kind of the park is a preserved um, piece of land that they are preserve, preserving. They are only fish, and they fish within the
0: traditional, within, like non invasive exactly. ways of fishing.
1: But basically, what well, the government want them to not fish at all, basically.
0: But this is a fisherman town. It's a
1: fisherman town, and they've been there hundreds of years. Hundreds of years now. But you have to—I mean, the way this old man specifically was like making his his points, and then this lady, which it was the the representative of the parks mm-hmm. and creation and, and yeah. stuff, she was so negative about it.
0: She was basically like. It's written in Tule, no fishing on the park grounds, punto y final. But these people mm-hmm. feel like they have a right exactly. to that land that, because that, that's their land for it, hundreds of years. It
1: belongs to them. It be, it their ancestors to them. Yeah.
0: are indigenous and they're you know, the, they're descendants of them. They founded this town. Mm-hmm. They've made their living or they've just been able to um, you know, support themselves And families. And families based off of fishing. Mm -hmm. And now that it's become a launching pad for what is a national park where tourists, it's a little tourist and specifically backpacker hotbed. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, one day to the next, they're not allowed to fish there. And what he was saying, if I remember correctly, is like, I can't believe that this town is coming in poniéndole and not saying to us, here, maybe you can fish, but... In this type of way, organized in this manner, Yeah. with you know the traditional non-invasive means, equis cantidad, he was giving these kind of compromised solutions,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and the parks person was like, "No, punto there's no, final." <laughs> there's no fishing.
1: So, anyways, shh, we kick her out. They we were like, to... "Fuera!" <laughs> fuera! Like, oh my god, they did not like that lady. No, they and did.
0: then the mayor. I think the mayor did a good job the... in in like. Ba- yeah, in balancing and, and big, it out, bringing yeah. it all together. Yeah. So that was one topic that they brought up. One topic, the fishing.
1: Then, while well, the topic
0: which led into the tourism.
1: Tourism. So.
0: Which was layered because there was several issues with tourism. There wasn't Shh. one pinpoint.
1: So there was there was one one particular um, part of the tourism uh conversation
0: conversation
1: right about the building right so on top of these people that they've been there for like hundreds of years now they're proud indigenous they proud fish fish they are proud fish down you know obviously the the their family have grown right so they a, a few of them there actually had to spend, you know had to spend their house like to build a second a second um, apartment a home or whatever you want to call it. They were not allowed to do that. they cannot extend the house like they cannot build up at all like at all, right? Now the town this this lady um parker recreation lady, very well very well assigning uh permits for big uh investors build them along the along the side of the mountains where they not even supposed to be homes there.
0: Right. The mountains are supposed to be preserved.
1: Preserved. Right. But yet
0: and the locals are not to build on the mountains. They cannot they're not even allowed to build on their own property. No. I don't know, well, so we, we don't like the Parks and Rec's lady, but, or the Park Lady, I don't, I don't know if it's Rex as well, but I don't know if she was the permit signer.
1: No, don't you, but I can remember that. I, <laughs> I remember.
0: Okay. Topic for debate. But the point that they were making-
1: Well, at least her office was. Her office. Within her office, they, they, they That's signed That's a be
0: true. Yeah. So- Somebody's The point here is that somebody in the government is signing off permits for hotels to be built along the mountains that hug the Mm Bahia. Meanwhile, the locals who are also guest house owners, many times, like Mm -hmm. the one that we stood with, are not allowed to build second floors, Mm -hmm. whether it's for guests or for their families. And they have to be thrown through hoops of fire. In order to do so, yeah,
1: they they, they got to go around and back.
0: And it was true; we did see these developments in yeah, you like midway.
1: No, it's, it's no, and where, where we were, in this town hall was happening. You could even see the mountains. Yeah, they were just pointing at it. Yeah, basically.
0: yeah, and they're they they they're these exactly what you expect from inversionistas, right? It's happening here. They're taking a piece of beautiful mountain. They're building this cool experience where you're up there, very exclusive. You're basically sleeping in a place that feels like you're, you know, sleeping on top of pristine, beautiful water. Mm -hmm. And for tourists, you don't really think anything of what that means for the the town that you're going to visit that you're supposedly trying to support and absorb.
1: The dirty water, the sewage, goes into the ocean.
0: And it just changes the economy altogether because at some point, which was another point that they were making, at some point, they're not going to be able to compete with that. And they're not going to be able to afford to live there. People Mm -hmm. of descendants that founded the area, indigenous descendants, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, are no longer going to be able to afford to live in their hometown. At some point.
1: In other words, there's going to get up. There's going to, they were going to get to a point that they were going to get kicked out of their own town. Mm -hmm. That's it.
0: Exactly. So they're making a point, which is like our means is fishing. You're not letting us fish. We have a wave of tourists. We're setting up guest houses. You're not letting us expand. Yep. Developers are coming in and doing whatever they want. Plus this was still a backpacker, t- like a backpacker hub. It wasn't really yet at the time that we went overwhelmingly high-end tourism. So, the other point that they were making is that it's a hotbed for these backpackers that are trekking on foot and with casa de, de you know campamento, mm-hmm. and they're basically coming in, setting up shop around the beach tents on the beach tents in the street and they're populating the street the main strip sitting on the sidewalk selling artesania
1: but not not local
0: but not local artesania which this town also is an artisan town Mm -hmm. so the point that they were also making is we're artisans we're fishermen that's how we make our money so if people, we don't have a problem, and I remember somebody saying this so clearly, we don't have a problem with tourists coming to our town to learn and absorb the culture of our town, well, we have our to people, offer. what yeah. we have to offer. Mm-hmm. Eco-tourism, art, artesanía tourism, yep. cultural tourism, not to come in and change and make the town what they want it to be. So one of the issues that they were having were with People and mostly of neighboring countries because they have kind of relaxed uh, visa
1: borders. The borders are very, they have relaxed
0: borders exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, there was like a lot of people living in this small along uh, around the town. a Small every small park had like a bunch of tents. Yeah, and even in the in the on the beach mm-hmm. actually on the beach
0: on the beach there were tents.
1: You can tell you could it was it was very easily for you to 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 differentiate who uh, who is just there for the day and who lives there, though. Yeah. they literally were hanging out of the house, basically. Right. But the house is a
0: tent. Right. Yeah. So there was a lot of people outstaying their tourist visas from Mm -hmm. neighboring countries, setting up camp, and their means of survival was to sell altesanía, which then the locals were like, this isn't right because we have our own artisan shops. Mm -hmm. And so... If I'm competing with the person who's selling them, you know, for fifty cents in the street, but I'm selling them for a dollar fifty, there's not much of a competition. Exactly. And then it's also inauthentic. So they at one point I remember that they were getting a little aggressive to the locals with like, get them out, Oof. get them out, get them out. And we at this point, although we were the tourist in the room, but
1: we wouldn't, but or in the stadium. But we were actually the 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 tourists that they were
0: welcome. We were not. But speaking. we were tourists. But Nonetheless, we were they don't members. know that they don't know who we are. They don't know if we are the tourists that they welcome or the tourists that they want out. I know. I know. We're tourists, and although in Colombia a lot of times we could pass for Colombian, um, I think that it was still visible that we were tourists.
1: Anyway, we started. Everybody standing up.
0: We're chanting "Fuera los turistas." Fuera, <laughs> afuera. <laughs> Because they made really, really strong points. I'm very clear though. And it was, it was a, a, a change mindset for me because when I first got introduced to this whole backpacker lifestyle, I very much was like, "Yo, we could go, we could travel Latin America if we ever run out of money." We could learn how to do like this, Ania. We could sell it in the street, yeah. and all we need is five dollars to eat. Uh-huh. Like I completely bought into that without recognizing what that meant for the local communities. That I was, you know, loving the experience of definitely, of being there.
1: Definitely, like eye open experience. Uh, definitely,
0: it was a little scary because really, really, the people were very strongly suggesting fuera lo turista yep. because they were at one point just really moved by the person that was explaining this issue mm-hmm. and talking about how there has to be some level of control with tourism in the town and those responsible for tourism the representative that was there wasn't doing they were, that acting on it and yep. so they were like fuera and it was it was a little bit there was a point where i was like oh <laughs> that's me and then also a point where I was like, hell yeah, were, I know what they're saying. They were
1: not talking to us. I know that. Yeah, well. <laughs> and th- it was a moment there that we, you know, we're like, oh shit.
0: And then when it calmed down, we were like, we should probably leave before <laughs> this turns into a riot. Um, but uh, it did get aggressive and there was a lot of like the fuera and the you know, kind of uh champing or yelling or whatever, but I would say that all things, all things considered, they were had a point, extremely, though. Well, they were. They definitely had every point that they made was valid. Yeah. They were organized, they were articulate. And I think that the mayor also did a good job responding back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in that, even when they were saying for autorita, he acknowledged that yes, there has to be some level of control, but he also acknowledged that we have to be remember to be really humane
1: mm-hmm. when
0: dealing with people who have outstayed their visas just because you outstayed your visa doesn't mean that we need to lock you up and throw you in, in, in a jail cell or, or chain yeah, you up. Like, we have to remember that there's Colombians across the world mm-hmm. and in países extranjeros. And we we actively fight for their rights in those countries. And so it's important to remember that we're dealing with people. Como, was, como, it, como, like, these are our neighbors. These are our brothers and sisters from another country. Mm-hmm which I thought was like amazing to hear.
1: Coming from him, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I
0: thought it was amazing to hear him take that approach mm-hmm. of like, let's remember that that these are our neighbors and they may have outstayed or whatever, but we there's, there's channels and there's means for us to deal with that. Yes. So my takeaway from this experience was that, was becoming a more mindful, And responsible traveler, and thinking also about the impact that I am possibly making on a local community. I also think that it speaks to this concept of inversionista and development and capitalism and gentrification because that's kind of what was happening there it's not really what we would call it over there but coming from jersey city we really understand gentrification well Mm -hmm. so it's like a level of gentrification that was happening so to see people getting together on the same page and fighting for their home was was an eye-opening experience and something that i took back with me and i I carry, and I think that I look at development and gentrification and just these big ticket, kind of high level tourism and impact of my own privilege in a different way.
1: Well, in my case, honestly, um, what what I took away from that experience was, you know, I, l- I learned that I, I, you know, in a personal level, I should, I should have my, my, my thoughts, I should have my conviction, my, you know, the way I live my life, the way I want to live my life, the way I want my family to live their life of freedom, right? Very clear. Because if you don't, if, 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 and this is from the uh, Viejito essay, like he was so clear and articulate about all his points that I was, I was so impressed because this guy was pretty old. He couldn't even walk by himself. But yet he was so clear about what he wanted. He was so clear of what it was his that you know there, after that I make I make a conscious point in my life to you know to learn about to learn about more about what I want. You know, how I want to be perceived, if if somebody, if I want somebody to respect me or how I want people to see me. Or, oh, oh, I, honestly. How I should respect people too, you know. So in general, just you know. Have a clear, a clear way to express myself. As right now, I'm a, a little sh- struggling. Still, <laughs> but you know, just to know what you want.
0: I think that that's a good point because something else that, that experience provided was this outlook on on the people in this town, right? And I think that we knew right right off the bat that it was a humble town, and we knew pretty quickly that it was a working town, working class people. Um, Yet, when we went into this town hall, Both of us were so wowed by the fact that they were so well versed, organized, unified.
1: They were very unified.
0: And why is that so shocking to us? Because we're not used to that. (laughs) And like, where did we have these ideas that we put these people in these boxes that, you know, before we even allowed them to speak on it? That mm-hmm. All we did was step into the town hall. Once they started speaking on it, we were in shock, mm-hmm. right? I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it's because of the experiences we've had in our own hometown or... I really don't know where, where, it, so... where it comes from, but we had them in a box. So when they came out with the way that they did, it was like our, you know, tiny little minds were like... Poof. Yeah. Mind blowing, what? So. Which now in retrospect is like ridiculous because it's like, okay, why wouldn't they be well versed and articulate and organized and unified? Like, why not? But it's just not something that we thought until we sat there and, and experienced it.
1: But that's that's the beauty of the life of the path of our lives, you know. We decided that we want to learn and.
0: And we found ourselves in Colombia in a town hall meeting. I mean, isn't that what everybody does when they're traveling? Well, we do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's a wrap for episode five. We're really excited to be back. And our next episode actually will be the first time that Cultura Lovers has a guest on the show. Yes. So stay tuned for that one. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Love you all. (laughs)